back in to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack and J-Rod with you in for Joe, Aaron, and Ed. And top of the hour, you hold, you heard J-Rod mention it just a couple minutes ago. We get into AL win totals and the updates on those now that we're ready to launch into the second half of the season. In about 35 minutes or so, GTFO or oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, and something new an hour from now why they hate us we'll explain uh plus we'll play nickel or dime later we got lightning bets before we wrap up the show as well but let's go off the board and john gruden nothing nothing stings quite like a head coach scorned especially one who's had his emails shown to everybody uh jim the headline to the story about uh gruden's emails that triggered the ouster of John Gruden uh, is got him all kinds of angry. And now he quote, wants to burn the house down. He's saying he wants to go after everybody in civil court over his emails, getting linked up to and including the entire national football league at its head. And Roger Goodell, Uh, this is what happens I heard Mike Florio talking about this in relation to a a different story, I think. Oh, in relation to uh, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Um, When you start to get discovery involved, right? When lawyers start Mm -hmm. digging through documents, nasty stuff comes out. And that's what happened in the case of of, uh, the Daniel Snyder investigation the NFL had and John Gruden. Well, now I have to think, John Gruden is just looking to fight fire with fire, is he not? File a couple lawsuits, get everybody's emails dragged out into the open like his were, and let's see who we can take down alongside us. Yeah, the problem with this is uh, Gruden is on the wrong side of this. And I mean, first of all, mm-hmm. why would you put anything in an email or a text message? Like, I, I get it if, if, if you know, he was emailing Bruce Allen, who's his buddy, but Bruce Allen at the time was the GM of Washington. You know, he's, he's emailing it to, like, you know, a corporate website or a corporate email. What are you doing? Pick up the phone. You know, call him if, if, if he's your buddy. Why would you say derogatory things in print? You know, why would you type that right. stuff, whether it's text or email? Number one for, for Gruden. Uh, and number two, I think Gruden is no doubt, and there was an amazing article written about this. There's no doubt John Gruden got caught up in this machine between Daniel Snyder, the NFL, and DeMora Smith, the, 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 the boss of the NFL Players Association. You know, somebody leaked those emails. You know, some people think it was Goodell because Goodell and Gruden hate each other. Some people mm-hmm. think Goodell did it to kind of take the, the spotlight off of Snyder. Some people think Snyder did it so they could, he could blame his toxic work environment on Bruce Allen. You see, one of my, it wasn't me. It was Bruce Allen who, right. who kind of was, was doing this. And, 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 DeMoris, and by the way, and, and DeMora Smith, after being criticized and called you know, racial tropes by John Gruden, all of a sudden he was going to get booted as the boss of the NFLPA. After all this come out, he got reelected. So it's one of those things where I think everybody kind of got something in return, and it was John Gruden who ended up being the patsy, if you will. This this is like on the JFK assassination type level. It's crazy. Wait, and, and there's about 650,000 emails still to be sifted <laughs> through, any of which could be leaked to the public the same way those emails were. Mm-hmm. And 
This is, I'm, this, this is not going to get any easier for the NFL to handle. And it sounds like that's what, that's what John Gruden wants out of this whole thing is he wants to make it a big mess for Roger Goodell in the NFL. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it's uh, an ugly scene between Gruden, Goodell, Demora Smith, the NFL and everybody involved. So you are in Chicago right now, J-Rod. You yes, flew sir. up there on Tuesday and got yourself <laughs> some deep dish on, on Tuesday night. Uh, you were still recovering from that somewhat yesterday, but you look, you look like you're handling it pretty well now. But what about the storms? In Chicago? There were tornadoes all over Chicagoland yesterday. Look, you live in South Florida. You, you, you got hurricanes barreling mm-hmm. in and out of there all the time. But I contend, as someone who lived in South Texas for a little while as a kid, that I think I'd take a hurricane in some instances over a tornado. A tornado pops up out of nowhere, and an hour later, things are completely destroyed. A hurricane, you got a couple days at least to prepare for. You board up the windows. You're given your evacuation notice. Tornado v. hurricane, which is worse? Well, I'll tell you what, and I, and I come from California, so you, so you throw earthquakes in there. So earthquakes, there tornadoes, go. and hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, this came out of nowhere today. Yeah, I mean, if you had to, if you had to pick your poison, yeah, the hurricane would be the way to go because, again, you're, you're given a week. Hey, you know, a week, there's, there, there's a wave, you know, from, you know, from out, in, right. out, out in Africa somewhere that, that's coming to get you, so watch out. Um, the thing that got me more than anything else, Chris, I was in a production truck, right? We, you know, because I, I was here to do some some work for the for Major League Soccer during the Chicago Fire game last night. We're sitting in that production truck, and everybody's phone goes off with those alerts that there's a tornado. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, you, you you're dealing with with people who work with technology for a living, to production trucks and camera and audio people and editors. We all look like people who had never heard of a cell phone and never had a cell phone. Nobody could turn off that damn alarm. We're like, how does this work? I don't understand. I can't. I mean, literally, like 10 people just didn't fumbling around with their phones. It was crazy. I mean, thankfully, here in Chicago, in the city, we were fine and and we were underneath the stadium. So it was it was crazy. But it was kind of weird because, you know, we had we had the local news on and you see, you know, not too far away, you know, know, 15, 20 minutes away. That's that's where the thing touched down. But. That's bizarre, man. I mean, you know, summertime in the Midwest, boy. Give me my give me my cafecito in Miami at any time of the day. It makes you appreciate it. <laughs> okay, well, you Southern California guy now living in South Florida. I'll pro since we discussed the tornadoes, earthquakes versus hurricanes. I think I still take the hurricane because, like you said, you've got advanced warning. Right. I mean, the good thing about an earthquake is is I guess is it's quick. It's you know. A, a max earthquake it will last 30 seconds, you know, 20, right. anything over 30 seconds, forget it. You're done. There's no, there's not going to be there a, anymore. Left. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, we used to, we used to joke that, you know, Oh, you know, if, if it's hot when it's not supposed to be hot, Oh, this is earthquake weather. It's earthquake weather. There is no such thing as earthquake weather, but I don't know. I mean, to me, I grew up in earthquakes. I'm, I'm, you know, I would rather if, it, if, if it's going to go, Let's go. It's over with. We blink and it's gone as opposed to having to sit there in, in South Florida because literally all the news and then it's all you talk about all day. And then yeah. there's a 4 p.m. weather advisory. Then there's a 5 p.m. and a 6 p.m. And here comes the hurricane. And the thing could still move at the end. You know, the last one we had um, was supposed to hit 
it, you know, kind of like in the Tampa area, and literally at the last second it curved and hit and went into Fort Myers and did terrible damage, yeah. and and nobody saw it coming because it wasn't supposed to. So they were completely ill prepared uh, down in Southwest Florida when it hit because they didn't know that it it wasn't supposed to be forecast there. All the technology we had and it and it turned at the last minute. So I don't know. I, I guess after a while you sort of get hurricane exhaustion. So I guess I'd take an earthquake still because it's over. Okay, that's fair. That, that's fair. This is the time of year where, where this is where the discussion leads us. Is <laughs> we could have had a we could have had a natural disaster draft. I think we still right. got blizzards on the board. We still got wildfires on the board. They're all still up there. Uh, take your pick. Uh, none of them fun. The ESPYs are they still fun? J Rod. They were last night. I don't know. When I was a kid. I remember thinking the ESPYs were super cool because it was still a somewhat new concept. I remember I tweeted it, retweeted it out actually uh, yesterday, the Norm MacDonald monologue in 94, 95, which was just, I mean, Norm was the best at making people uncomfortable mm-hmm. and some people would laugh while they were uncomfortable and others like Ken Griffey Jr. would just hide their head in their hands. Um, <laughs> but there was, there was a, a pop culture, it had with the feel of a big pop culture event, the ESPYs back in the day when they were first launched. Now, I'll be honest, it's kind of an afterthought. Listen, I, I think it's, it, it's, to me, it's a tribute to uh, the executive producer who, you know, passed away suddenly, Maureen Mant. I got, you know, I knew Maureen and I worked with the Mant brothers on various ESPN productions. So I got to actually work the ESPYs, you know, as, as, a, as a producer. Um, and it, yeah, it's it sort of maybe because Maureen isn't there anymore for me and, it, it, and it's lost a little bit of that or it's sad now. Um, but I yeah. remember it used to always be the day after the All-Star game, but they used to tape it and then air it that Sunday. Now that they, they changed it and they made it live, uh, my theory, beside my personal feeling because of Maureen Mant, is that you can't bet on it. So if I can't bet on it, I mean, like, the Academy the Awards. You can bet on the Academy Awards. You can bet on the Grammys. You can bet. Did anybody see any lines on the ESPYs? No. no. So I don't know. I think maybe because you can't bet on it. No interest. I got other things to worry about. I got, I got, you know, alien life form, you know, at at, at hundred to one coming, coming. I got, I got, I got to research right. that before I research, you know, who's going to win, you know, most outstanding performance this year. And again, it just doesn't have the same. Maybe it was because they would use guys like Norm McDonald to do to host yeah. and do the monologue, and it had a little edgy feel to it. Um, it's so antiseptic now and sort of sanitized and just. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, other than that LeBron clip that we played at the start of the show, which is, you know, newsworthy, but not necessarily earth-shattering, ground-shaking, other than that, did anything actually entertaining happen on the ESPYs last night? Mm. I don't think so. And if it's not entertaining, I don't think people are interested in it. Yeah, other than Mina Kimes showing her, her baby bump, she's preggers. So that's the only thing. That's, okay. the, that's the only break. Newsworthy, LeBron, yeah. yeah. LeBron's going to play, and Mina's preg- is preggers. So congratulations to her. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Jimmy Traina put out his list of the top 10 most influential personalities in sports media. Uh, we finished just off the board, I was told, J-Rod. We were 11th and 12th. Um, but number <laughs> one overall, Charles Barkley. I, I can't argue really? with that. Chuck, really? Yeah. I, you, you don't, you're not a Chuck fan? Maybe maybe Chuck's – it's not that I'm not a fan. Maybe Chuck's shtick on air – I don't know. I mean, does it seem to me that Chuck is out there calling GMs or calling, you know, agents trying to get a scoop on a a news story? I don't know. Maybe he is, but maybe his shtick on air 
you know, every every time I see it, it's 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 him falling asleep during during production meetings, or I mean, he's right. That that that's that's his character. So I don't know. I think increasingly, though, I don't know if the insider stuff, although Woj is on this list, I don't know if that's as big as just being the opinionated personality. Big Cat and PFT are third on this list, right? Stephen A is number two on this list. I don't know. Uh, Shannon Sharp should be on that list, too. That's a good call. Presented by BetMGM, he's Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. Listen to us on your Odyssey app. Coming up, American League win totals. Updated how they compare to the preseason markets and where there's opportunity for you next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily. Presented. 